0: Welcome to The Bomar Show. We are your hosts, Josh and Sarah Bomar.
1: We hope this podcast will motivate, educate, and entertain you. Enjoy the show.
0: Welcome back to The Bomar Show. We are on episode 10, and we have the star back. That's me. At Josh Bomar. Just kidding. We're both stars. So today (laughs) we are going to be talking about fasting, The who's, the why's, the what's, and the how's, everything there needs to go into fasting.
1: Well, honestly, this is one of the most common asked questions we get is, uh, should I fast? How long should I fast? Can I still eat when I fast? I mean, it's- What breaks
0: a fast? What what, doesn't?
1: Can I have coffee and creamer when I break a fast? What about fiber? Uh, Yeah, it's kind of crazy. So guys, we're going to break everything down about fasting for you. And if you don't know what fasting is, it's just literally when you're not eating. We all do it.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: every every night when you sleep,
0: you guys are fasting. Unless you're your cousin Nick. He he sleep
1: eats. My cousin Nick does oddly sleepy. I don't know if he still does that. I hope not. I'm not sure. But he did almost burn down his house from cooking bacon in the middle of the night. So
0: unless you're Nick Beal, you probably probably don't eat (laughs) while you sleep. So you're already fasting whether you realize it or not. So we're going to go into... Everything that there is to know about fasting, intermittent fasting, prolonged fasting, dry fasting, liquid fasting, everything. So much fasting. There's so much. We should get going real fast on it. <laughs> yeah. All
1: right, guys. So understand, like, the the very basic fast to start would be, like, 12 hours. I don't even consider that a real fast. I mean, most of
0: you probably already do that. that.
1: Most of you don't even realize that you're already fasting for 12 hours. If you don't eat a couple hours before bed, you know, and then you sleep eight hours and then you wait you know, an hour or two before you eat. It's really not that hard. But really the first spot where you get benefits from fasting is at that 16 hours. Yeah. So if you stop eating at 8 o'clock, then you go to sleep, you know, at 10, whatever, and then you wouldn't eat again until noon. And And that's
0: a 16-hour fast. And then you have your 8-hour feeding window. So there are only two states in fasting, a fasting state and a fed state. During your fasting state, you... We'll, we'll get into what you can and can't have, but no calories, no eating, nothing at all during that fasting state. And during your fed state, your calories are going to remain the same if you're losing, trying to lose weight. Let's just say you're losing on 1500 calories. Those calories will remain the same in those eight hours even if they're in a 12-hour feeding window or an eight-hour feeding window.
1: Yeah, and again, you're not awake for 24 hours a day. So that that eight-hour feeding window, realistically, is more like four hours. Right. So you're only going to get probably two meals in. So you'll need to consume your entire daily intake of food in that that two meals, and right. sometimes one meal, depending on what you choose to eat.
0: So that's the beauty of intermittent fasting, or IF for short. If you ever see anyone say, oh, I do IF, hashtag IF, I intermittent fast. and Oh, go ahead. No, I
1: was going to say this is a really awesome way to start into dieting. I mean, because it's hard to overeat in two meals.
0: Not impossible. You still have to watch what you're doing, but don't don't challenge me. Yeah. But (laughs) it is much harder to overeat when you're only eating two or three larger meals compared to five or six smaller meals spread out through more hours of the day more temptation
1: yes. so let's let's go over um the different types i know so 16 hour fast yeah and then we're going to go over the benefits of that and yep. then a prolonged fast that 20 to 24 hours mm-hmm. even extends out to 48 yep and then you could do extremely long fast you know 72 hours some people do like five to 10 days. We're not going to dive into those. I'll briefly touch some of the reasons why they do that. But all the benefits kind of start waning from a body composition side of things after 36 hours to that 48. You're not really getting a lot of the benefits from it. So For the sweet window, it's that 24 to 36 where you get all the benefits fasting has to offer. So let's dive into the benefits of the short and then we'll kind of progress into the longer fast.
0: Yeah, so the first benefit I think that a lot of people do intermittent fasting for is ultimately body recomposition or fat loss. Yeah. And again, it's harder to overeat during those hours. But then also there are many studies that have proven that training fasted can also help with fat loss.
1: Absolutely. And so you have, I I think it's called like intracellular myolipids or something that's legit. That's that's fat in your actual muscle tissue that your body uses when you're fasted, if you're training. So of course, you're going to lose some weight there, which is nice. But guys, if you're not eating and you're fasting, if your body's not getting energy and it will create its own energy from breaking down your body fat or using your muscle for energy through glycogenesis, But again, that doesn't actually happen when you're doing these short, shorter fasts. If you're fasting for 72 hours or longer, then you can start breaking down muscle tissue for energy. But if you're under 48, your body actually preserves a lot of its muscle and you don't have any of those negative, you know, uh, muscle atrophying
0: effects. Absolutely. So no
1: worries about that. You're not going to lose the gains. Right.
0: No gain, loss at all. So I think another benefit that you will notice is almost more mental clarity. There's a lot of mental benefits that come with the short 16 hour fasting, intermittent fasting. And when you aren't using calories to digest food, your brain becomes clearer, you're more focused. It's like that flight or fight mentality of if uh, the cavemen ancestors of ours didn't eat, then they needed to kill an animal. And so, how do you do that? They needed to be
1: on their top of their game, or their family starved to death. Yeah. So you get a lot of mental clarity, honestly, from the ketones that's Mm -hmm. produced in your body when you. are processing, and breaking down fat. So ketones is a very pure source of energy. And your body's getting rid of a lot of inflammation during this time too. You'll notice joint pain goes away. And a lot of people don't realize this, but you can get inflammation built up in your brain. So if you have fog brain and your your thoughts don't come to you very clearly and you're kind of like, Ugh, <laughs> and <laughs> that a fast could do wonders for you. And getting yeah. rid of that brain inflammation can in itself give you a clearer head.
0: Absolutely. So I don't know why anyone really wouldn't want to fast. This is something that you can do every single day and still make your gains, still lose your body fat, have better mental clarity. And it's not something that if you don't do it one day, all your progress or anything's going to be ruined. You could do IF every other day if you really wanted to, if your goal is that body recomposition. Yeah, and
1: it depends what your goal is. You know, if you're trying to lose weight, I think this is a great idea to try, yeah. you know? And this isn't for everybody, no. you know, but especially if you're glucose dependent or and not fat adapted. And I want to explain the two briefly. So if you primarily consume sugar, you have your coffee and sugar every morning and you're eating your carbs for breakfast, bagels and donuts, And odds are you're eating carbs throughout the day. Odds are you're going to be glucose dependent. And what that means is basically carb dependent. So if your body is used to using glucose because that's what carbs turn into as a fuel source in your body as a form of energy and you stop giving it that energy it's Don't
0: feed the baby
1: so it's going to freak out and that probably won't feel great at first so you will probably struggle if you're glucose dependent because when you are fasting you are relying on fat as a source of energy So, I think it's wise to try cutting carbs first, Mm -hmm. do that for a couple days, and then start into your intermittent fasting. Or you can just be a trooper and dive right in and see how you feel.
0: Do it. So, let's say, okay, Josh and Sarah, I really want to start this IF thing. What should my next steps be? And your last meal before you fast should be higher in fiber and higher in protein, keep you fuller, longer. Correct. So, that last 8 o'clock, 8 p.m. meal... Like we said, high fiber, high fat, high protein, it will keep you fuller, longer. You'll
1: be more satiated or satiated uh, long term, you know, and it kind of helps like the fast not feel as long. Right. For sure. And fat too, because I mean, if you have a little bit of fat, you know, that takes longer to break down. Right. Definitely not bad.
0: So you've eaten your last meal, you're done eating at 8 p.m. And if you go over to 8.04, then just eat at twelve oh four the next day. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> like yeah, there's your body is not Cinderella. Just because you stop and you say, I'm gonna start fasting at eight and you go to eight oh four, it's gonna be okay. So the next thing that a lot of people ask is what actually breaks a fast? What can I have during my fasting window?
1: Before we do that, do you want to dive into uh, the longer fasts and then all the benefits of all of them and then kind of dive into what breaks a fast?
0: That sounds great. So the next fast, quote unquote, would be a prolonged fast. So like Josh mentioned, it's that 17 plus hours
1: I would say 20 to 48 hours I mean it's at 17 it's real you're not going to get the the cellular rejuvenation kind of from
0: what's that
1: okay so at 20 hours really is when I th- I'm pretty sure the research shows that when you get cellular autophagy kicking in and that's, that's a big word that's really that's just your body's vibrant healthy cells consuming and breaking down the damaged or old cells for energy right. And so this is actually a, a powerful thing that your body can go through that can help reduce your aging it doesn't allow you to age as well, fast um, it can do amazing healing effects in your body yeah mental clarity all kinds of stuff but and it could even kill precancerous cells
0: yeah and it also can improve your vascular function so the way you look your skin your hair your nails the way you feel everything when you're getting rid of those old nasty cells
1: damaged cells Mm -hmm. so the longer you fast the the more this starts kicking in so think of it kind of like an old think of it like a tribe and this could get a little morbid but here
0: here we go (laughs) this is this
1: will be a great analogy for you guys so if there's a tribe in the forest then the tribe runs out of food Uh uh-oh and everyone kind of starts freaking out a little bit
0: but then they all start fasting
1: yeah okay they're all freaking out and then the tribe starts to starve so they're like, you know what, we need a smaller tribe. Yep. So who are they gonna kill off first?
0: The old and the weak and the feeble.
1: That's exactly right. As morbid as that sounds, that is the way the cells work in the body. So what's left is the powerful, strong cells ready to take on on the day. And so you damage skin cells, damage organ cells, whatever. All of that can be used and recycled for energy. So that that's actually a major powerful benefit two longer fast you know those 20 to 48 hour fasts
0: and we don't recommend starting with a 20 hour fast or anything higher than that if you've never fasted before you should start with a 14 or a 16 then move to 18 or 20 and just progressively move your way up because you might experience some headaches at first and you just want to make sure that your body is accustomed to the fast before you try to do something. that's a great
1: tip yeah that is So, okay, so longer fasts. Now, if you get past 48 hours, a lot of people do the super extended fasts. I'm talking no food for like three days, guys, to four days. They do that for the stem cells that get released into your bloodstream. So they they do it for excessive healing. Like say, they have seriously bad injuries, something along those lines. You know, your body will literally release stem cells from its bone marrow into your bloodstream on those extreme extended fasts. But I don't recommend doing those if you don't have a reason to do that, if a doctor recommended it or, or something like that. Or a religious
0: reason or something like that. Yeah. And those the longer extended fasts should be done roughly once a month to once a quarter for these benefits. Yeah, the
1: twenty four to forty eight hour fast, I would say once I mean a lot of people do those once a week and that would be okay. Uh, but I, I wanna I would encourage people not to to fast long fast like every single week, day in and day out, because your body will have some sort of caloric adaptation to where it will use more or use less and still be able to do just as much.
0: Right, and 20 or 24 hours seems like a very long time, and it is. So you really want to make sure that on the days that you're going to do your longer fast, you can sleep in, which obviously is just like a time machine when you're not really focused on food. And a day that you're going to be able to be kept busy, Out of the house is much easier because you're not surrounded by food. So, if you know a day is coming up where you've got a ton of errands to run, or you have a bunch of meetings, or you have like nine soccer games, whatever the case may be, anything that you can get away from the food in the house, in the pantry and the fridge just to get out of the house yeah. and busy stay days, busy. Yeah. For sure. So that's, that's really important when you're doing those longer fasts.
1: Okay. Let's do a quick recap before we talk about what breaks a fast. So short fast, 12 to 16 hours, you're only going to do those for body composition reasons. You're trying to burn a little bit of fat, but not drive yourself over the ledge there. Yep. 24 to 48, you get the body composition effects and the cellular autophagy effects, which right. again, we talked about, you know, the all new cells digesting the old cells and using those for energy. So cl- basically the cleaning crew for your body.
0: Yes. So everyone's favorite question, what should I break my fast with?
1: Okay, well. There, or do
0: we want to do what you can have on your fast? Yeah,
1: part? let's do that first and then we'll talk about breaking a fast. So yeah. what can you have during a fast?
0: Well, the obvious, water. Unless water. you're doing a dry fast, then obviously you're not having any water. But for all intensive purposes, water. Black coffee and black coffee actually has more benefits than just being able to drink it.
1: Yes, well, the caffeine in it too. I mean, can and black coffee. There's I, I there's lots of studies if you guys search this, it's easy to find um, that helps actually accelerate the cellular autophagy yeah. from um, the con- consumption of caffeine in yeah, the coffee. And the, and
0: the caffeine can also help you feel fuller, which is nice as well.
1: Well, it's a natural appetite suppressant as well, so that makes it kind of nice. Yeah. So th- another thing you can have is tea you know, black coffee, uh, pre-workout can be one of those gray areas. It's a
0: gray area. Same with greens and same with BCAAs. Yes. So technically
1: if it has calories, it breaks your fast. So the things with, it, especially on the cellular autophagy side of things, guys. So if you're trying to do the cellular benefits of it, not just body composition, you really got to pay attention. I would probably consider, uh, that,
0: just water, tea, and coffee. Water,
1: tea, and coffee. I wouldn't yep. do pre workout if you're trying to get the cellular benefits of it. Now, yep. if you're just doing it for body composition reasons, you have a little bit more wiggle room there mm-hmm. because you're basically, at that point, you're just trying not to spike your insulin. And because right. once you spike your insulin, then your cells open up and they're no longer burning, they're in storage mode and all of that. So, yep. what spikes your insulin? can be a little bit different. Um, So you can get false insulin spikes from artificial sweeteners.
0: Yeah. So that's why soda is also soda pop wherever you live. Also a gray area when it comes to if it breaks your fast or not, does that mean you can never have it ever, 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 ever? No. But if you, like Josh said, if you do want those amazing cellular rejuvenation benefits, it's best if you just avoid it for those 24 hours.
1: Correct. And again, short term, those 16 hours, this is where I kind of throw all that out the window. I drink my pre-workout. I'll have diet pop. Uh, I'll do anything that doesn't have calories in it. Yeah. You know, so it, if it doesn't have calories, then I don't care because I'm not going to be if spiking my have insulin. If it
0: calories, I don't care. That's a good song. Yeah, so You should write it. I, sh- I just did. So next is how to break a fast. So you're at noon. You're super feeling good you're really ready to eat but should you just go ham or what
1: uh great well great question well what you guys need to realize is your body is going to be very sensitive um, coming off of not eating for so long so and also it's very primed to to be ready for energy Mm -hmm. so if you break your fast with carbs then your body is going to be programmed right then and there to use carbs for energy
0: yes not good.
1: No, not good at all. So you're, that is not what you want. You want to prime your body to use fat for energy.
0: So, so eat fat by itself.
1: Yes, and never eat carbs and fats together because insulin, your insulin is going to be super uh, sensitive at this point. And so when you eat anything that spikes your insulin, it opens the cells. The cells are ready to re- be received or whatever you ate and store that as energy. So if you're eating carbs, it just carbs by themselves and the cells open up and the cells can be absorbed Or absorb the carbs and I'm doing air quotes because it's more like you know glycogen or not glycogen but glucose whatever yeah but the point is is if you eat carbs and fats together now you're going to have the issues of the carbs get in but also the fat gets in as well
0: yeah so so just don't do that
1: don't eat carbs and fats eat them separately but I wouldn't break your fast with carbs guys don't do that I would do something super easy to digest, like a broth of some sort. Bone broth. Bone broth. Kettle and fire makes a great bone broth. That's personally what I use. Or we make our own bone broth from our own animals. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not the dog. Not the dog. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the, the animals that we're eating. Um, so in the from crock like pot, the, yeah, the from deer. the deer and stuff like that. So yeah. save some bones, throw them in the crock pot with some water, and ta-da, you have bone broth. Um, another great one would be our collagen. Is great to break yep. a fast with because that can really help restore your gut and then fiber as well also great to keep you full
1: protein and fat is neat need, needs to be so once you break your fast give your body a little bit of time to adjust you know give it an hour or so before you eat again yeah i know it's going to be after 24 hours you're like oh god i just can't wait to eat and you're going to want to eat the bad stuff but you need to be disciplined with this yeah. because if you can't be disciplined after breaking a fast with this
0: diet probably isn't for you yeah
1: exactly because reality well you're gonna not not only will you probably overeat but you're also going to train your body to use you know or to to store you know carbs and everything else as fat and you're not going to want to do that so just again break it with with protein break it with fat and you're going to be better off
0: you gonna be better off so another thing that people ask is when to take Supplements. I personally just recommend taking your supplements during a fed state. So while you are eating, when I take supplements on an empty stomach, like pills, fish oil, probiotics, that kind of stuff, my stomach personally just doesn't feel the best. Everyone is different, but um, as far as BOMER nutrition products that will break your fast, honestly, everything minus your pre and your greens, like we mentioned earlier. Except Anything oil-based
1: will yeah. break your fast. So if it's in like a gel kind of capsule, like just fish ba- oil. Just bank on it, break your fast, yeah. and you don't eat it. Um, I, I do take take our joint pills when I'm fasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have any calories in it, and I feel like I actually get more from the joint pills yeah. um, whenever I uh, am fasting, just because my body is already in that healing state. So I do take those to accelerate the, the healing of my yeah. tendons and
0: joints. And something, too— I. I don't know why it's confusing, but it is because I get this question almost once a week, is if protein will our protein powder will break my fast. If our clear skin cocktail, which com- is comprised of collagen, BCAs, and greens will break my fast. Will fiber break my fast? Anything that is not pre-workout or greens.
1: Anything that has calories. Yeah,
0: will break your fast. So Even if it's liquid, I know that's weird to some people, but even if it's liquid, there are calories in it and it can break your fast and it will.
1: And so you need to pay attention to this, guys, and I'm going to come at you a little harsh here because if you're not paying attention to to drinking calories and all this while you think you're intermittent fasting, you're going to do way more harm than good.
0: Yeah, because you're giving your body like 20 calories and then it doesn't eat for four more hours and then your metabolism's all wonky and your thyroid's messed up and your insulin's through the roof and you don't know (laughs) what's going on. Oh, but I'm fasting. Why am I still skinny fat? Well, Well, because you're drinking your calories is yeah. that the harsh reality <laughs> yeah, it is so yeah.
1: again pay attention to this stuff guys and, and it'll make a big difference so right breaking your fast is i would just do it with a bone broth of some sort or you know protein like a chicken breast or something like that or you could even do red meat honestly eggs I would, collagen the whole nine yards eggs is. are a great fast yeah. breaker
0: so another question is when should i work out if i'm doing intermittent fasting for us personally we lift first thing in the morning. As soon as we are up and out of bed and done with our morning work, we are at the gym during our fasted state. And there are a lot of benefits to doing that because your body is using the food and the energy from the day before, as opposed to lifting later during your fed state when you might be a little bit weaker or even lifting in your fasted state. And if you're, or I'm sorry, your fed state. And if you're going to lift in your fed state, you need to give your body time to digest the food that you've given it
1: right well yeah because all the blood's flowing to your your digestive tract so yeah. it's you don't want to reallocate that blood to until your muscle or squats and whatever you're doing yeah so you want you want your body to not get upset so I think fasting and working out I think you should just work out first thing in the morning if you can I mean you will get more benefits from working out later just because you're going to have less energy, so it will be more daunting on your body. So you'll probably burn more fat, yeah. but it's going to suck.
0: You're not going to feel really weak.
1: You're going to be like, oh God, I'm over this. Right. And so your workout's going to suck. So I would encourage working out first because like Sarah said, you kind of get that little uh, boost of energy from the food that you ate the previous day.
0: Right. So as far as fasting for men and women, In reality, we are very similar when it comes to how our metabolisms work. However, women in our reproductive system, we do tend to, while fasting, have more hunger pains because biologically we are meant to carry and bear children. And if we aren't feeding our bodies, our bodies then freak out because it doesn't think that we can do that job, as rudimentary as that sounds. So women, you can still fast, you just might have stronger hunger pains in the beginning compared to a man. I would agree. Yeah. So that's a very common question that we get. So the other types of fasting that we didn't go through would be a liquid fast. So again, you're still, you're still consuming calories, but you're just consuming them in liquid form.
1: So the the whole point of this is just to help your digestive system take a break yeah. and give it a little bit of a breather room. So I, I, <laughs> I don't know. We've i have never done one of I don't, these. I don't see the point. If you're <laughs> Unless you fast, have your
0: jaw wired shut from an accident and you have to be on a liquid yeah. fast. It seems, it seems silly because you could probably get the same benefits from just doing an IF or an intermittent right. fast.
1: So, I mean, yeah. So, why not just regular fast? Yeah. I think it's harder to have a little bit throughout the day. I feel like that would be more difficult and then
0: again if you guys listen to our nine pitfalls of dieting so many people just think because it's a liquid it can't have that many calories when in reality a smoothie could have a thousand calories in it and then suddenly dun, it's dun, like dun. well i'm doing a liquid fast and well you just consumed 1200 calories of a peanut butter smoothie so nice work lady. on
1: you why is it a lady i don't know why i made it a lady Sounds right.
0: So (laughs) the other type of fasting, again, that we have never done is called a dry fast. So this is... I
1: have attempted this.
0: Attempted, right. But you didn't finish it. Oh, I
1: made it about five hours because I did the sauna. That was a horrible idea. That's really
0: stupid. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I got this.
1: Yeah. Five hours later, I'm like, I'm going to die. Yeah.
0: So a dry fast (laughs) is no food and no water. So this is very extreme. Obviously, if it is not done for a religious purpose, it really shouldn't be done... Even every six months, uh, maybe it's once dangerous. a year. <laughs> I mean,
1: well, it's not even dangerous. I mean, again, whenever you put your body through through extremes of any kind, it will adapt and change. So the the benefit of doing a dry fast would just burning a little bit more fat because your body use makes its own water from the fat cells itself. Say I, that again your body makes its own water. I think that's it's, freaky. What's it called, like a molecular water or something? Yeah,
0: molecular water. So it pulls water from your fat and then makes it into water.
1: Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Is, a pretty complicated process. I don't yeah. truly understand all the 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 ins and outs of. But the point is, is you do burn a little bit more fat doing that. Is what's the trade off? I i don't
0: organ shutting down (laughs) yeah i mean that's
1: that's really going a fine line but i mean yeah you could do it once a year i think if you if you're really into fasting and you're getting better and better at it
0: yeah so if you feel a need for it hey if you want to put that on your bucket list and you want to do a dry fast you go right on ahead but for us it's not conducive to pretty much our lifestyle so i
1: i think the magic window is 36 hours Because really, it's not that bad. You know, a 24-hour fast, you stop eating at 8, you get up, you do your normal activity, and then you just make it to 8 o'clock the next day. Yeah. And you're like, okay. And then all you got to do is go to sleep. Right. And then you wake up and bam, 36 hours, you're like, awesome, okay. Now I I can eat. And then you're eating at the beginning of the day. You're not consuming a ton of food right before bed. Because when you eat a lot of food right before bed, you get all that blood flow to your core. And then your core is hot. So then you sleep hot. You're not going to sleep as well, uh, unlike what you think. You know, oh, I eat a big meal, I'll sleep like a baby. That's, mm-hmm. that's not really true. Your body does not get much rest. Right. So it's better to break your fast, like, in the morning instead of at night, and then you kind of can eat normally.
0: So 36 hours is Josh's recommended window for the cellular autophagy slash rejuvenation benefits
1: and body composition yep. so if i've been just eating like an asshole yeah let's just let's call, just say
0: post thanksgiving or post christmas let's,
1: let's just say call it how it is yep. you know we're being honest here okay yep. i'll do a 24-hour fast afterwards um sometimes not every time i mean that's not really a good relationship with food i'm not going to be like okay i'll have a bender and then i'll just fast for 24 hours
0: very bad but. but
1: if I feel bad like if I feel like I'm getting a little bit of sickness coming in or I've just been eating like crap I've been traveling a ton I'll do kind of like a nice little reset and it feels amazing
0: yeah your stomach gets really tight and skinny and it's really fun
1: yeah, well, and the cognitive benefits of it is really what attracts me more than my skinny waistline. <laughs> you know, it's I get that clear that clear head and that clear mind. And with a clear head and clear mind, you make better dis- decisions, guys. Yeah. And so you're going to be more likely to stick to your diet following that. So if you feel like you're spiraling out of control and you're going down this pit, maybe you should try doing a an, a longer extended fast to kind of get your body reset.
0: Yeah. It's a good tip. Um, the last thing that I wanted to talk about is how we utilize intermittent fasting while we travel. We IF, intermittent fast, almost every single day, but especially when we travel for two reasons. One, when you're flying, you're waking up at four in the morning to get to your flight. Who wants to eat at four in the morning and then again at seven and then again at nine and then again at 11? It's just too much. So when we well, fly- it's hard and expensive. Yeah, so twofold. To save calories and then to also save- money i've got a blog on this from like 2015 on how to save money and calories in las vegas new york city nashville wherever you are and it's a great way to then be able to enjoy bigger meals later in the day without so much pressure on yourself to fit it in uh, your whatever
1: and you don't have so i'm a lot of people go on vacation they want to enjoy themselves but they don't want to reap the, the negative side effects of the expanded waistline coming home from a cruise. Right. And you did all this work to get ready for whatever event and then you just ruin it in a two days.
0: Yeah. So fasting, again, just skipping breakfast, stop eating at 8 p.m., start eating the next day at noon, enjoy yourself, but you can save those calories, you know, some breakfasts are like thousand calories if you (laughs) order the right thing so you can really save again money and calories when you fast especially when you're traveling and a place
1: where fasting i don't think would be great is if you're trying to build a lot of muscle so if your goal is to build a lot of muscle intermittent fasting I don't think is is daily really
0: intermittent fasting correct. now you now could I'll, I can
1: get lit up on this because you do get growth hormone spikes from intermittent fasting and testosterone increases but you also
0: have less protein spikes because you're not eating protein as yes yeah,
1: so every time you eat protein you get a protein synthesis spike and obviously protein synthesis stimulates protein growth in the muscle so muscle growth. The muscle growth so every so that's why the whole popular eat six times a day was so popular in the bodybuilding industry and world is because you get six protein synthesis spikes throughout the day so therefore you theoretically
0: (laughs) theoretically
1: can get more muscle growth from more protein spikes protein synthesis spikes but i don't know how much that is is it like a half a pound in a year is it a half a pound in a month Well,
0: most people who are trying to add size let's just say a male Sometimes needs to eat two or 300 grams of protein, and that's very difficult if you only have two or three meals. That's right. a lot of meat or protein powder in a single sitting, and then is your body even absorbing all of it? So There's,
1: there's a lot, and they're like, oh, you can only absorb 50 grams at a time, bro. Yeah, bro. I'm like, oh, really? You mean to tell me a lineman in the NFL can absorb the same amount of protein per time as a 100-pound a running or a, a distance runner? Yeah, Come on, give so me a So there's
0: brace. just a lot of variables when it comes to... How much your body can absorb. So you can still reap the benefits of the cellular rejuvenation if you want to do like a 36-hour fast once a month. But then as far as gaining while doing daily fasts might not be the best idea. Yes.
1: So what I do, this is kind of my my fasting protocol with training. So if I'm doing two-a-days, like I, I have been, uh, I just haven't for the past week. But up until this, for three weeks straight, I was doing 5 a.m. cardio, and then I would do sauna work for 45 minutes after an hour of cardio, 45 minutes, and then two hours later, I would lift. So I was actually breaking my fast post-cardio. So I would work out fasted or do 50 to 60 minutes of cardio fasted, and then I would would do the sauna fasted, then I would break my fast around seven or eight o'clock in the morning, have breakfast, then I would go work out and then eat throughout the day. And the reason I do that is because I was doing excessive exercising, um, trying to get as lean as possible while also preserving as much muscle as possible and building muscle if I can. So for me, doing two-a-days excessive exercise, I needed to eat a lot of protein. So you
0: can't fast when you're doing that much exercise. Correct.
1: You can, but the odds of you burning up some of your muscle is going to be pretty significant.
0: The same with prep, the same if you're trying to you know, get on stage in a show, fasting might not be for you just because, like Josh mentioned, you're doing two and sometimes three a days.
1: Yes, but it's a great way to start. Yes. And then the leaner you get, the, the more I think you need to be. Uh, obviously, the more disciplined you have to be with your diet. Yeah. So for me, the leaner, if I get super, super shredded and I'm trying to maintain that, Bingo, intermittent fasting all day, super easy. Yep. And so there there are benefits. So if you're sitting here listening, you're like, oh gosh, so when do I actually fast? You know, I want to get lean and preserve muscle. Well, if if you aren't shredded, and you know if you are, yeah. if you're not shredded, then you're probably going to be okay doing intermittent fasting. And
0: just try it out for a week. You'll notice if, you'll know if it's something that can fit into your lifestyle. This doesn't fit into everyone's lifestyle. Not every diet does. But if you try it for a week and then you'll know, oh, I really liked that or no, I really didn't like that. So you just have to figure out what works best for you.
1: And pay attention to how you feel cognitively too. So if you yeah. if you notice like, wow, you know, I'm actually very clear when I'm not eating, um, well, that's a sign. Yeah. That, that you're probably more adapted to using fat for energy and your body likes that.. Yeah. So if you get headaches and you' and you've done, you've tried it out for a few days and it's you're continuously getting negative side effects, negative side effects, then it's probably not for you, but you will have a little bit of growing pains the first time you do it yeah. and adaptive pains, I guess you could say. But once you get through that and you still don't notice any of the benefits, then you know what? It's probably not for you.
0: Yeah. So I think that pretty much covered all that we needed to talk about when it comes to fasting. So we appreciate you guys tuning in and we will see you over in episode 11.